Welcome back to Warrior's Dispatch, your source for insights on the latest developments shaping global security. I'm Scott Salzman, and in this edition, I'll conduct some in-depth mission briefings on recent and ongoing military operations that affect the international order. By going behind the headlines, we'll analyze the strategic context, the key players, operational execution, and geopolitical significance of these state-sponsored activities. Events that at first seem routine or mundane often have expansive ripple effects. So join me as I connect the dots and read between the lines of military missions across hotspots worldwide. Because knowing what's really at stake provides rare perspective into today's complex chessboard of competing powers. Our first briefing focuses on Russia. You know, earlier in 2023, they conducted large-scale military exercises with forces from allies like China, India, and Central Asian nations. Now, on the surface, these annual drills appear to be routine for maintaining readiness and cooperation. But deeper analysis reveals more ominous undertones this year as the Ukraine conflict continues raging. The location of these exercises near disputed borders, um, rehearsing nuclear weapons use, and explicit anti-NATO messaging suggest a signaling of escalation threats. Uh, with growing isolation, Russia leveraged these exercises to display military power and present the image of enlarging cooperation. The involvement of China also carries some weight, and it further positions Russia in an anti-Western bloc. Though they were meant to pro project strength, the drills conversely show the Kremlin's increasingly desperate position. Their strategic messaging aims to deter further opposition support for Ukraine and to fracture NATO resolve through nuclear saber-rattling. So this breakdown demonstrates how even routine war games carry strategic significance when placed in their geopolitical context. We have to read between the lines. Um, so let's shift focus to another region. Back in January 2023, Israel conducted extensive airstrikes against targets in Syria, stated officially as preventing Iranian arms transfers to militants. However, experts have indicated that the timing and scale of these strikes may suggest other strategic motives. With leadership changes underway in Israel, the outgoing government likely aimed to signal Israeli resolve and military dominance over Syria and Iran amid ongoing tensions. The widespread strikes hampered reconstruction efforts that risked stabilizing Syria and normalizing Iranian presence. They also eliminated select targets like ports to make arms smuggling harder. While it was framed simply as self-defense, the details reveal an attempt to degrade adversaries and maintain leverage as Israel's neighbors pursue policies counter to its interests. The messaging serves as a deterrent as regional dynamics shift. Now, finally, let's turn to 
a private military company, since that's a major focus of this podcast. Now, I've talked about Russia's Wagner Group a couple of times before. Since 2022, Wagner has supported the Libyan National Army against the UN-backed Libyan government to seize control of oil fields and export terminals. On the surface, their aim is counterterrorism as justification. But experts assess the real motive uh, behind what Wagner has been doing is enabling Libya's eastern faction under General Haftar to gain leverage over oil and gas revenues in future talks over national power sharing. Wagner has helped facility blockades uh, that deprive the Tripoli government of key income. They're trying to force political concessions to Russia's ally. And this could reshape influence over Libya's future. However, the protracted conflict risks wider blowback. Entrenched divisions may ultimately fracture Libya if no compromise is reached. And Russia faces a quagmire trying to translate military meddling into political gains, as, as was the case uh, with Syria that we talked about a while ago. And in the end, minimal counterterrorism gains from Wagner's campaign may be outweighed by the costs of continued con- conflict and anti-Russian sentiment that their controversial presence provokes. Now, of course, Wagner's campaign in Libya uh, may face disruption due to upheaval in its leadership and losses in Ukraine. Uh, We've talked before about the unconfirmed reports that indicate that Wagner head Yevgeny Prigozhin was killed recently. And this comes after estimates that Wagner lost thousands of fighters supporting Russia's faltering invasion of Ukraine. Uh, So their Libyan operations are likely strained with depleted manpower and chaos at the top. Wagner's setbacks in Ukraine could make Russia more eager to secure the oil-rich gains made in Libya before bargaining power declines further. But turmoil within Wagner also risks advantage for Libya's UN-backed government. With Wagner overstretched and weakened, their Libyan client Haftar could face renewed pressure, limiting Russia's ability to shape political outcomes there to its benefit. The interconnectedness of Wagner's activities across regions like Libya and Ukraine exemplify the complexity facing Russia as it relies on irregular forces to project power and secure economic assets. But overextension comes with spiraling risks if not balanced carefully. So in conclusion, through comprehensive mission briefings, we gain an enlightened perspective on events that might otherwise fly under the radar. But as we've learned today, each operation executes a larger strategy with roots and ramifications extending globally. Staying informed allows us to cut through the propaganda and comprehend the true modern battlefield. This is Scott Salzman, signing off for now. Take care.